You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1231. Here are some ways that you can be an active investor. Number one, you can make hard money loans to fix and flip investors. So if you've ever been a wholesaler and you have flipped a property to a fix and flipper, there is a good chance that they borrowed the money to do that deal. So they've either used private money or a hard money lender. And so typically, right now, they're paying between 10 and 15% interest. You now can become that lender and earn interest on that money. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. So today's show is all about why and how to invest your money. And I got to tell you, this topic is so important because if you know why and how to invest your money, you are going to have a massive amount of freedom in your life. You got to turn money into your slave. But before we jump into today's show, if you'd love to connect with me, I'd love to connect with you on Facebook. Go ahead and reach out. Go find the Wholesaling Inc. Facebook group. So go to wholesalingincgroup.com wholesalingincgroup.com. And that will actually bring you to the Facebook group that I love to hang out in. Give me an at Todd Toback in the group. Say hi, give me a wave. And I would love to connect with you. Got some real, real, real ballers in that Facebook group. All right. So let's jump into why and how to invest your money. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to teach you how to make big, fat, juicy checks in real estate wholesaling. And I just love this out of that. Who doesn't like a 20, 30, 40, 50, even a $100,000 check? I remember when I got my first check, man, I couldn't believe it. And I remember that, you know, I went through a drought of getting deals when I remember I was uh, first got married. And long story short, when I earned my first check after I was married, it was huge. It was like $70,000. And my wife, when I took home that check, she cried <laughs> and we went to Hawaii. It was just so, so, so awesome. And so uh, that's the purpose of this podcast is to generate money. And obviously money generates freedom and a feeling, which is just awesome. And so my goal for you with that is to use real estate as a tool, right? That's all it is. Real estate is a tool. Money is a tool. And you have to make sure that you are using this money to give you more freedom right? Not real estate using you, <laughs> right? Your business controlling you so that you have less freedom, not more freedom. And so I suggest everybody who's listening to this read The Richest Man in Babylon. It's an older book. I think it was written in the 20s or 30s of uh, in 1920, 1930s. And it talks about money basics and money making. It's so important to make money your slave and to multiply in your sleep. Once you figure out how to do that, that is when the real freedom comes in. You make big checks from real estate wholesaling. You live on some of those, the money from the checks, but you take a portion of that and you put it to work. And then that money multiplies. And then the money's that the money that was multiplied, okay, was the created by the multiplication, then multiplies again and again and again and again. And that money grows and grows and grows. And before you know it, you're like, what the hell just happened in a very, very, very good way. Now, People who don't invest their money, they always feel like they're on this transactional treadmill. 
where you know they just got to do a deal to survive and keep their head above water. And it's a very, very stressful existence. So I can tell you in a very, very, very short amount of time, if you are investing your money the right way, and I'm going to teach you how to do that as a real estate wholesaler, as a real estate investor in today's show, I want to make it very, very, very simple for you to do that. So buckle up, buckle up your seatbelts because, um, man, I'm just going to give you just fast action tips on how to do that. Okay. So if you are, uh, let's say you're just starting out or maybe you're starting over, or maybe you're like, Todd, you know, I'm just trying to get by. My goal for you before you invest any money into outside investment is for you to invest every single ounce of extra money back into your marketing until you have a hundred K in savings. Okay. That's right. (laughs) You want to invest every single money, every single piece of cash, excess cash back into your marketing until you have a hundred K in the bank. Okay. Cash or cash equivalents. And I'll talk about what cash equivalents here are in a minute. Okay, because the largest return, the best return, the fastest return that you are going to get is investing money back into your wholesaling business up to a point. Okay, so if you're like, Todd, okay, great. Today I'm at zero and you do a $20,000 wholesale deal, right? Take that $20,000, you live on 10,000, you invest that other 10,000, okay, into your marketing so that you could turn that 10,000 into 50,000. Okay, so now you take that $50,000 check that you just got. Guess what? You live on 10, <laughs> right? You live on $10,000 or you, oh, excuse me, you, you can save, you know, uh, 30 or $40,000, excuse me, invest another 10 back into your marketing. Okay, and you do that, okay, until you have $100,000 because you need this cushion. You have to spend a certain amount of money to invest back into your marketing. Now, once you have 100K in the bank, you know, it can be as low as 50, right? I recommend reinvesting 15% of your gross profits back into your real estate wholesaling business. But once you have 100K in the bank, you got a little bit of cushion, you can operate, you feel good, you can breathe, okay? This is where you need to move because a lot of people who are successful in real estate wholesaling, they can get 20K in the bank, they can get 30K in the bank. But it's the cycle of like going from 20, 30, 50 back to zero, 20, 30, 50, 70 back to zero, 20, 30, 50, 70, 80 back to zero. And it's this treadmill where they just get stuck in this range and they never learn how to pull money off the table and get it to work without their involvement. And so today I'm going to teach you how to do that. So step number one, get 100K in the bank or cash equivalents before you think about investing outside of your business, okay? And do that as fast as humanly possible. I want you to scratch. I want you to claw. I want you to beg. I want you to to not borrow, (laughs) but joint venture, okay? And I want you to get to 100K as fast as humanly possible in cash reserve so that your fingers and your ears are bleeding from all the talking that you're doing on the phone. Your shoes are worn out from the walking that you've done to motivated sellers or you need new tires or whatever that is. So hopefully you get my point. Do whatever you gotta do to get 100K, okay? I've heard Charlie Munger, who is Warren Buffett's partner, say the first 100K, man, it's tough, right? But after that, man, you are off to the races. So right now we are in a specialized time and that is interest rates are going up. So T-bills, okay, T-bills are treasuries. I've talked about this in another podcast episodes, but they're paying between 4 and 5% right now, which is actually really, really unusual. So in between investments, in between investments, open up a brokerage account at like Vanguard or Fidelity or E-Trade, 
Uh, Fidelity, I think, is my favorite right now. You can put your money in these accounts and earn between 4 and 5% 30-day T-bills, okay, while you are looking for your next investment. And so now you're, you're starting to make money pretty much risk-free. T-bills are backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government, okay? And so we could debate whether the U.S. government is secure or not. But for now, I'm going to call it pretty darn secure. If it's safe in the bank, it's safe in T-bills, right? Preferably, probably safer, okay? Now, I like to do 30 days. That means that you can get access to your money at any time after 30 days, okay? Now, once you have that set up, you want, now want to decide whether you are an active investor or a passive investor. Okay, now an active investor is someone where you want more control. Okay, you want control. You want to use some of your knowledge, some of your sweat equity, some of your connections, some of your wisdom, your leadership to make money. Okay, where you want to be involved in the decision making. If that resonates with you, you want to be an active investor. If you're like Todd, look, I don't want to do any work and I don't want any responsibility. I'm going to show you how to be a passive investor, a truly passive investor. Okay. So three is the, uh, the, the, the third step part of this is decide whether you want to be an active investor or a passive investor. Again, if you want decision-making, if you want to use your knowledge and skills to add value, if you want to use your leadership, if you want to be able to jump in, if there's a problem, if you want, you know, really high returns, you probably are going to have to be an active investor. So Here are some ways that you can be an active investor. Number one, you can make hard money loans to fix and flip investors. So if you've ever been a wholesaler and you have flipped a property to a fix and flipper, there is a good chance that they borrowed the money to do that deal. So they've either used private money or a hard money lender. And so typically, right now, they're paying between 10 and 15% interest. You now can become that lender and earn interest on that money. So I've been a hard money lender on properties before, and I've charged between 10 and 15%. I've also charged a couple of points, which is one or two or three or 4% of the loan amount, plus some fees for doing the loan. I love these because, again, you can have a first mortgage or a first trustee, and it's a guaranteed interest rate, right? Based on the security of the value of the property. They're usually shorter term in duration, six to 12 months. And while you do not have control of the property, while the rehabber has it, right, that loan is due in a certain amount of time, right? Six or 12 months. You also could put parameters that they're required to start rehabbing it, that they can't let the value of the property go down while they control it. And if they don't pay, there's a good chance you can foreclose. Well, you should. And you should structure it so that you can foreclose on the property and get it back if you needed to. Now, the reason why this is an active strategy and not a passive strategy is that if you have to foreclose on the investments for whatever reason, right, it is secured by a first trustee, you will now will own a property and you will have to either fix it up or list it with a broker and make some decisions, right? And so while hard money loans can be passive, it is active in some ways, right? You also will have to fill out loan paperwork every time you do a deal on the active side, okay? You can do it on the passive side. I'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. But typically, there's gonna be some involvement, some due diligence. You know, you're gonna wanna take a look at the appraisal. And so while there's a good rate of return between 10 and 15%, there's some homework that you should do beforehand. Next are your own deals, 
right? Let's say that you are wholesaling and you're like, Todd, I've got a smoking deal. I just want to take it down, right? You can use your own cash to take it down and deal. Now, this is where you can get some outsized returns. So for me, if I find a property, let's say in my Florida market, if I could buy it for 120, I know I could sell it for 200,000. I am going to use my cash, my 120, to buy that house for cash, okay? And then I'm going to buy it, maybe clean it out, right? Maybe paint it. I'm not a rehabber, right? My team does that, and then they will list it for sale, and then I can get nice, juicy profit on that. Okay, now, very, very important, by the way, if you do this and you are a real estate wholesaler, you must pay yourself interest before you calculate the profit on your deal. This is really important. Do not mix the two. Okay, so let's assume for a second that I bought a house for 120 and I sold it for 200. And let's say after all closing costs, right, I'm gonna make 50 grand. That's just a a number there. What I have to do is I have to calculate a rate of interest that I paid myself for doing that deal, right? Because that money is a tool, right? If that money could have been used elsewhere to earn a return. So for myself on that deal, let's say I would charge myself 10% and two points, right? And I will pay myself out of closing, okay? Interest and points on that money. And so I'll get the interest profit. And then I'll obviously earn the profit on actually buying the deal, taking it down and reselling it. Now, of course, I get to keep both of those streams of income, but those need to be separated so you understand the true profitability of a deal. Now, of course, that is, Full control, <laughs> right? You're operating in an area where you have expertise. You're going to be it's the most active, right? And so you may prefer that. Hey, not bad, okay? Number three is uh, JV deals. Three is JV deals where all of a sudden someone, they find a property, they want to fix it and flip it. Let's say you want to fund it, right? You want to fund it, or maybe you want to use somebody else's money. You can also do that. How cool is that, right? And now you could bring in your money and split deals 50-50. Right. And so instead of charging an interest rate, you now can get 50% of the profits. Now, be very careful about that. If you do a JV deal with somebody, you have to have someone who you trust, someone who's got really good records and accounting. Right. You don't want someone saying, ah, it cost me 20,000 to fix the roof, cost me 10,000 to do the paint, took me 3,000 to do the bathroom. You want a very, very, very close eye in accounting. I don't care how good of friends you are with somebody, you want accountability. So if you decide to split profits on a JV deal, Make sure there's a lot of transparency on all the costs that are doing that if you're going to do a deal split. The other thing that you could do is actually invest in other people's companies. This is one of my favorite ways is that I actually quietly have bought minority shares uh, or invested or earned my way in on companies that were profitable that needed my expertise or money or both. So I became a minority partner in other people's businesses and earn a piece of that cash flow every single month, of course. And that is active because it's going to require your input, your energy, your skills, your connections, and all of those things. Okay, so those are examples of being active investors, right? You're using your knowledge of real estate investing. There's control. There's a little bit of a higher rate of return for these things. Of course, you have to calculate your time with that. But it's very important to know that if you are in this first category, know it understand it and say, hey, this is where I want to live. Now, there's another category that you've got to be honest with yourself and say, you know what? I love real estate, right? It's so awesome. But you know what? I don't want to deal with going out to properties. Uh, I don't want to deal with tenants. I don't want to deal with problems. I don't have time to deal with this stuff, but I love real estate as a vehicle and I want to partner with someone in a passive way. 
okay? You could become something called a limited partner, okay? What a limited partner means is that means that you are limited (laughs) in your input, usually to zero, where you are bringing in money. Expectations are set up by the general partner, right? The person who is, let's say, finding the deal and operating the deal and handling the deal, where everything is laid out and disclosed, and there's an agreed-upon split of how profits are distributed in this deal, right? And fees that are charged by the person who is running the deal. And you being the limited partner, it's laid out how you will be paid. Now, the cool part about this is that usually, okay, well, always, and in my world, okay, the limited partner has no work, okay? They are not responsible to go out to a property. They are not responsible to decision-making. They don't really have their input. They don't go, for me, I love mobile home parks. They're not, you know, saying, oh, you should put a a red mobile home park here, or you should have this kind of countertop, or you should, you know, have, you know, this color carpet in there. Like, none of that, right? There's also no responsibility. There's no headaches, but there's also no control, okay? So your partner in a, you know, limited partner, general partner, passive role here is just to provide the money and earn the rate of return. Okay. So if you, let's say you have a job and you are a high earner, you may fall into this passive role. By the way, okay, I've done on the active side, I've done a lot of that. I've also done a lot on the passive side, right? So for me, I earn money in mobile home parks in the active way, but also I've partnered with some of the best mobile home park operators in the country on thousands and thousands of mobile home park lots where I have just been the investor right? Where I had no work, no responsibility, no headaches, and no control, and just earn a very, very good return on my money. Now, being in this spot here, okay, I get something called the preferred return. And you may, if you go into a similar arrangement, this is where all the fees are laid out. And I basically get, you know, between eight and 12% preferred return before profits are split. So they say, Todd, listen, and this is how I structure deal with my investors. You know, you're going to get 8% or 10%. I've gone as low as 5%, depending on the deal, right? You're going to get paid this rate of return on your money. And then after you get that, then profits are split a certain way, right? And I've done 50-50, I've done 80-20. And so depending on the deal, I've agreed upon that, right? You also can get tax benefits if you're a limited partner. You can get depreciation, which is just awesome. And then it lays out how I am paid if and when the property is sold or refinanced. And so the refinances count as pretty much being sold. So the point of today's show is you need to get, number one, enough money in the bank so that you can have some breathing room, right? So you want to make sure, and then after you do that, you need to invest your money so that it compounds. You want to turn 100 into 150, into 200, you want to turn 200 into 400, you want to turn 400 into 800, 800 into 1.6, 3.2, 6.4, 12.8. Now, see, I'm not that smart, see, but like 25 uh, 25 uh, mil. I mean, you see how you can do that, right? You just keep, keep going up, 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 and doubling that money every single, every single year you want to be increasing the value of that until you just keep doubling, doubling, and doubling, and doubling. And so one of the things that I love is I always ask myself, how can I double my money? So that's where I was doing that in my head, right? And so if you're earning 10 or 20% on your money, okay, guess what? You can double your money every seven years if you're earning 10%. You could do it like every three and a half years if you're making 20%. So that's where I'm saying how fast that can happen. Okay, you just got to make sure that you get that money working. You got to get above that 100K so that you can breathe. 
And after that, get your money moving. So to summarize, number one is you must invest. You must, 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 must invest. First step though is to get 100K in cash or cash equivalents. Okay, so all that money, your extra money needs to go into marketing until you get into that 100K. Obviously, you're gonna be living on a certain portion, but just keep compounding that money so it grows and grows and grows. Once you start making money, Right now, at least, this might change after 2023. T-bills are a great great way to act as alternative to a bank account where you can make between 4 and 5%. 30-day T-bills are fine. That's where you basically just send it in for 30 days and come back. You can actually do something called the T-bill ladder, too. By the way, if you look, go to uh, YouTube and just put in T-bill ladder fidelity, there's a great YouTube video on there on how to do that. So go ahead and check that out. Type in T-bill ladder Fidelity, and uh, there's a great video that you could watch on that. Now, the cool thing I like about T-bills is that if you do 30 days, you can pull them out every 30 days. Number three is you got to decide whether you're an active investor or a passive investor, right? If you want your hands dirty, you want to outsize returns, you want more control, right? You don't trust other people to do that, or you don't want to trust other people. You can do hard money loans. You can do your own deals. Just make sure you're paying yourself an interest rate and calculating that. You can JV with people on their deals, and then you could also buy minority shares or majority shares in other people's companies. I mean, that's where you can earn really outsized returns. If you decide you want to be passive and you don't want to spend your time or your energy and you love real estate, you could become a limited partner, okay? And that is where you can invest in someone else's deal where you have no work, no responsibility, no headaches, but you also have no control. So if you're a control freak, don't do this. Benefit of that is oftentimes you can get a preferred return. You can do a profit split. There's also a lot of tax benefits, and then the agreement would outline how you would be paid your profit share on the deal when the property is sold or refinanced, okay? Either way, you got to choose which one fits your personality. Either way, get your money working now. If you don't have 100K, get there as fast as humanly possible, and then move that money. I will talk to you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.